What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined no longer by, across the power of the internet once again, but to my right, Rachel Mogan. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. How are you this fine another day? Another week in a row of being able to sit nice. at the tabla. It's nice. It's nice. This is a good feeling. Yeah, it is. It feels Look, really we're, good. We're touching it. Know, it's, it's real. It's, it's not a hologram. We got stuff in front of yeah, us. Yeah, we got all kinds we're of stuff. We're in the same space. It's it's wonderful. Breathing the same air. The same germ, germ, germ ridden air. <laughs> We got our vaccinations. We're fine. We're good. We're good. We're ready to rock and roll. Now we're roll. just exposed to all of the other germs. I know. That now being out in the world yeah, brings. God, whatever. it was better just being at home all the time. It was. What were we thinking? Coming back out. <laughs> Should have thought about this a lot better. Whoops. Oh, well. Oh, well. We'll get over that, though, because we're here to talk about some video games here on Team Chat Podcast, where new episodes come out on Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Central Time, except for this week. Sorry. Pushed it a little later. Because uh, we had to get some, I had to get some extra uh, hours into a game, and then also had a also, little, Jared had also a, a little bit bug. of the star bugs, yeah. those those stupid germs that we're talking about, you know, germs. those dang germs. <laughs> but normally, you can listen to the new episodes on Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Central Time, across a variety of podcast services such as Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. Links for all that are in the description below. Find us on social media at Team Chat Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server where we have a lot of great conversations when we're not recording the show. And finally, if you'd like to help support the show and make it bigger and better, just like Zach S., Susan M., James K., Ben W., Michael B., Fuchsia Rascal, Andrew M., Michael S., and Brandon W. have done... You can head over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early and access to a private channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery, as well as a lot of other benefits and perks along the way. So, uh, but if you can't do that, that's no big deal at all. We totally understand. But there, you can also help make Team Chat Podcast bigger and better by a lot of other ways too, like telling your friends, writing us reviews, subscribing wherever you listen to or watch the show, all that Again, helps make the big smash and beautiful that, smash that like smash and subscribe like and subscribe, subscribe button. <laughs> subscribe button. Yeah, subscribe. <laughs> All that helps make Team Chat Podcast bigger and better, and we love our patrons and listeners, viewers alike. We didn't quite figure this out Get last this heart time, emoji. but we're, we're, I think mine's pretty we're good. We're trying as hard as we can. I think it's mine's not quite pretty good. Same. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about mine. But before we get into the main topic of the day, because this is actually a fairly loaded down episode. We got yeah, some first impressions coming about. up. Uh, I bring in my first impressions of Biomutant to the show. And also then we have some big news stories that broke within the well, last like a week. Shit ton a of shit news ton came of news. Out. So let's get to that and what's coming out soon in our moment with Mogan. Out now, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Operation Tango, which Jared and I were just talking about, is out now for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. This is like a versus co-op spy and hacker game. It looks really fun, and it is actually the free PS5 game for PS Plus members this month. Along with Squadrons. Along Star with Wars Squadrons. Stairwares Squadrons. Everybody That's download and play with me, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's available now. Um, I the, Just as a general reminder for anybody that doesn't know this, even if you don't have a PS5, you can still proactively download the PS5 games on your PS4. So cool you and then that. if and when you upgrade, you can download it for the PS5. So don't assume that you can't get it just because you may not have a console right now. Stonefly is out for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. The Elder Scrolls Online Gates of Oblivion is out now for... We got our obligatory one, Stadia ah. and PC. You get one, you get one every turn. <laughs> World of Warcraft Burning Crusade Classic is out now for PC. We haven't gotten to have a World of Warcraft thing on here in years. Mm -mm. Awesome. Uh, Wreckfest, which sounds like it's right up my alley, is available for PlayStation 5 now. Pro Oh God, this game sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Pro Cycling Manager 2021, which I gather is about like boring bicycling. Anyways, that's available for PC. So is another boring cycling game, Tour de France 2021. Who's playing bicycling games? How do you play a bicycling I game? Guess, I 
guess it's like a racing game, but worse. Anyways, Tour de France 2021 is available now for PS5, Xbox Series X, NES, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Evergate is out for PlayStation 5 on June 4th as well. Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 is out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on June 4th. The Last Kids on Earth and the... God, so much is coming out. The Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom is out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. The Persistence is out for PS5, Xbox Series X, and S. And then coming soon at the beginning of next week... We're going to have Backbone for PC on June 8th, Chivalry 2 for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC June 8th as well. So is Edge of Eternity for PC. And The Elder Scrolls Online over... I was like, what? Elder Scrolls Online is coming to <laughs> PS5, Xbox Series X and S nice. on June 8th. So is... Uh, oh, God. Okay. Oh, that, okay. That's all of it. I was reading the same line twice. Yes. Elder Scrolls Online is also making its way to PS5, Xbox Series X, and S. And that is everything that will be out as of this episode's air, air date and or coming soon. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, God. I'm out of breath. So. <laughs> <laughs> out of practice. I know, a, lot of, a lot of long lists there. Heavens. Games coming out. Uh, but some of the other news stories that we wanted to hit on really quick. A couple of them happened today. But we're, before we get to those, we're going to jump back. A few days in time, actually, to about, oh, I guess, a week ago, by the time you're probably listening to this one, when we got a glorious state of play where we received 14 to 15 minutes of fantastic Horizon Forbidden West gameplay. And my God, Mogan. It was pretty amazing. It I am was fully willing. I mean, I've never had anything against Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. I've just never played it. But man, Aloy Goes West. Looks, looks pretty fantastic pretty awesome it, it looks, looks pretty great, great. i yeah. everything about it not only did it you know introduce some new uh mechanics in the terms of like there are new monsters or machines you have to fight technically we should have gotten her where is oh, she? oh she's way down there oh, god Although, oh, i do have a little funk over you know? oh okay bring bring her out yeah get her out here there we go we go put, 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 her, put her right, right there she can be our representative there we go. that's our mascot okay <laughs> uh but you got those new machines, the Trimmer Tusk, the ones that look like Velociraptors. Uh, <laughs> little scrappy the, boys. Those little scrappy boys. They're out there causing trouble. But then we also got to see Aloy swimming, the how like underwater and aquatic so stuff So was work. that not something from was the first, not in the first she game? She never swam. I don't. It did look cold. I mean, I, first I think, game. yeah, you're up it in the mountains. Chilly. So like, I mean, I want to say that there were like ponds and stuff you could like jump into, but it but wasn't to like diving and moving around. Oh, okay. And plus, and I believe, I don't know if this is anything that I've seen in other video games in underwater aquatic environments, but I loved how it uses the currents. You can use the currents to like get the extra speed. Yeah. Where like in Assassin's Creed and some of the Assassin's Creed or God of War games, I'm probably thinking of God of War actually, in some of the older uh, two like two and three, when you were underwater, you would just like bunch up and then somehow be able to like push yourself out and that would give you like a speed boost to get through like barriers and stuff. I, I always thought that was so funny because like how? Like but what's happening there? Exactly. <laughs> Physics just don't make sense there. No. But I love that this one is like kind of getting around that and being like, Use these currents to your to your advantage. You know, use them to speed through yeah. when there's a monster you're trying to avoid or just get through because obviously you have like a breather unit on, which I'm which I'm assuming Did allows they for show that? They've shown it in other uh, promotional oh, media, but okay. they didn't show her like really put it on. So at first, I was a little bit like, gotcha. "Man, she's underwater for a long time," because I forgot she had. That. Yeah. So if you if you missed it, uh, Jared actually did live stream his reactions to the uh, state of play as it was happening, and that video is now available on our YouTube channel. So yes. if you want to see Jared react live? I was at work. I have a day job, so I wasn't able to participate, but <laughs> I got to watch it after the fact, and I was like, "What?" You you mentioned the breather, and I was like, "I would also like to know how she's underwater." Because she was holding her breath for. <laughs> she a was while. under there for a long. <laughs> time and i was like i have complaints <laughs> and so uh we got to see that and how that worked underwater uh we got to see two of her new like uh, abilities added to her kit which a grapple gun which hello obviously awesome super cool uh she also now has the shield glider while oh, you hear to mention the smoke bombs which oh, is why bombs. i just made that incredibly awkward motion i thought you were doing that to like to no. uh in my head, I was saying, happy birthday to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that I didn't say it out loud uh, and that what I had just done made no sense. Well, at least for the audio won't. listeners, they won't be able to see it. <laughs> they, so. won't, they won't know. But anyways, I thought you were going to say the smoke bomb, which I was like, oh, that's cool. I no, like the smoke, smoke bomb was really cool. Again, it's been a while since I've played Horizon Zero Dawn. 
So I can't remember if that was already something that you had, but still I saw it and I was like, Ooh, that's cool. And then like additional, like they ch- upgraded like the animations to how she fights with her spear, which looked really smooth and yeah, really the clean. That looked nice. Oh, it looks so good. They, it looks like they've added more elements to human versus human combat. Because like I said, in that review, in that reacts video that uh, horizon zero done, you obviously fought against a lot of humans as well, but it definitely seemed like they were the more, the intermediary to the machines. And this one seems like they're they're going to be maybe a little bit more to them. Like they had a unit, a guy that you were fighting who you could knock armor off of him. Aloy then has some like special moves at her disposal that she can use to get to get rid of them, which looked oh so cool. Yeah. Uh, but just talking graphically, even on the the like 1080 stream that we were watching, not even in full 4K, the game looks just damn it looks gorgeous, incredible. Uh, we I, you may. Maybe you mentioned this about the combat. You for sure did in your um, reacts, but I really liked that you could shoot off pieces of armor from mm-hmm. like the machines and then use them as weapons. That was really cool. I thought that was awesome. What a nice touch. And uh, but then even just like in the animations of cutscenes, like Aloy's facial expressions, like that's the yeah. thing that you know, especially when you're talking to like NPCs and stuff like that. Facial expressions, it, you know, you're relying a lot on the voice acting to bring up out the expression of characters and what they're feeling in that moment, especially, you know, like I can think back to older RPGs of your, like the RPGs first of your... dragon age or <laughs> even like the early elder scrolls stuff, like very blank slate faces. Oh yeah. But now like last was part two obviously had incredible facial animations. And even I remember the first horizon zero dawn having great facial anim- animations, even for characters you were just talking to, but this in these, Small bits, and again, this is again, you know, due to the power and, and performance of the PS5 and what it allows, it was like very like minute, small expressions, like being able to you know make the expressions through like eyes, slight, like increase like eyebrows movements they, and stuff like that. They it took was, all of the facial engine stuff from robot game. Robot game. Detroit something? Oh, Detroit Become Human. Detroit yeah, Become yeah, yeah. Human because those <laughs> games really maximize yeah. the fate. That's obviously, that's not true, but I'm like, oh, in my head, I'm like, they must have called up Detroit Become Human and they were like, give us that software. Give us that engine, let's go. We want that. Uh, but no, so it's, it, all in all, it looks like Horizon Forbidden West is just going to be the absolute fantastic pre- uh, successor to Horizon Zero Dawn and cannot wait to get to play it. Will you remind me, is Horizon Zero Dawn one of the PS collection games that comes with the PS5? It is not. It was just available uh, through that Play at Home. Oh, The Sony okay. Play at Home thing where they were giving is out some still? games. I think it ended oh, at the end of May. Did you not get it? I didn't pick it up. Oh my oh, God, what are you doing? <laughs> but it goes on sale all the it time does, now, it does. so it's whatever. Cheap. I do really want to play the first one before I do eventually play the second one because I think, I think it looks like it. really well. I, I think I'm like sure I would like it. It's just one of those games that I'm like, when would I have the time? Yeah, because it's a big game. <laughs> it's a big game. It took yeah. a while for me to, to finish up. Granted, yeah. I did go for the platinum on that one, but still. I, I will mean, not was, be doing that. It was, it was still great. <laughs> um, and so that obviously is really exciting getting to see that. We still don't get have that release date. And even with yeah. some news that came out today, they're saying uh, it was an article on the PlayStation blog, an uh, interview with Herman Holst, who is the head of uh Sony Studios. Herman. Uh, and it was head of PlayStation Studios. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he is. Uh, but he said in this article that, quote, for Horizon, we're on track to release this holiday season, but that isn't quite certain yet, and we're working as hard as we can to confirm that to you as soon as we can, which we both took as it's getting pushed. That, that's a big red flag of they are testing the waters to see how people react so they can kind of gauge the backlash. Yeah. I, after a statement like that, I would be genuinely shocked if the game does not get postponed. Oh yeah. So I I think it's for sure going to get pushed at least to, I mean, minimum, February, January, because if they're going to push beyond pushing for holiday, is what they're saying. And if they're not going to meet that mark, why wouldn't you push even a little bit farther out from that just to give your team a little bit of extra time? Well, the forbidden, uh, um, not forbidden, uh, Zero Dawn came out in February. Yeah, like end of February. So. You know, yeah. could match that same timeline. And I mean, we were kind of talking about this on the Discord. I don't see anything wrong with delays in general. I'm, right. I'm no. one of those very pro-delay people. But the reason that I'm so okay with this particular delay just goes back to the fact that 
there is still a PlayStation 5 shortage. Yeah. And the fewer people that have consoles, the more that's going to hurt sales of these big games at their outset. So I'm like, yeah, push back. Wait for more people to actually have consoles so that you can release your game to the widest possible audience. So I don't think that, that would affect me personally, but we did have some people in the Discord being like, well, pushing back my PS5 purchase date yeah. then. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> well, because especially as kind of confirmed in the same article is that they're still pushing for PlayStation games to be both for a while anyway, to be both PS4, PS5 compatible. I don't think horizon is in that list. Like I, I know ratchet so and clank either. is only PS5, but God of war two and uh Gran Turismo seven are going to be uh, available on both PS4, and PS5, which brings us to the next thing that we're going to talk about. Speaking, in that, of, delays. speaking of delays, <laughs> it has officially been announced today by Santa Monica studios that today being uh, June 2nd, that her, that God of War 2 is being pushed into 2022, and which I we had assumed. Yeah, I don't think anyone is surprised no. by that announcement. Being that we haven't got anything about Not it since the title people. card reveal. It's, it's, it, it had the Metroid Prime 4 treatment, except oh, even yeah. fewer years. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know we at least actually have an update on, yeah. on God of War 2. It, it's not like they had already promised a release date. It's not like they had been teasing trailers or anything. There was no gameplay. This is absolutely expected. Yep. So if it even... I, I personally kind of doubtful it'll even come out in 2022 and i agree with that yeah. too with that assessment too but just because we still haven't got anything and uh i saw a GameSpot article this morning saying that P that playstation isn't going to be at e3 again maybe they'll do their own like it's weird how they do the like we're not at e3 but we're doing an event at the same time kind of thing so i don't know if that will be necessarily if they're going to have another state of play or anything like that around the time of e3 but you know you would expect that you would see something there for the game but if we don't, then it'll be until probably later into this year when yeah. we actually see more of the game. And if you haven't, we haven't even seen a, a real trailer for it. No, no. We haven't seen screenshots. Like at, at some point, yeah, I agree that you would just have to assume, no, this isn't going to make 2022 it's either. Not. And I would be surprised if it did. I, I definitely think it's getting pushed to uh, my, my guess, my, my official guess for 2023, March. 14th. Is that a Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a Tuesday or Friday normally now. Yeah, it's, a, it's usually it seems... a Tuesday or Friday. I'm guessing whatever Tuesday, the second Tuesday in March of 2023. Second my... Tuesday in March of 2023. Second Tuesday in March. I'm trying to find All my right, calendar somebody app. write that down. But I clicked on the calculator instead. <laughs> <laughs> so, goes to, okay, March 2023, the second Tuesday is, <gasps> I was right. It's March 14th of what? 2023. Oh, all right. You've got to lock it in. You've got to lock that in then. <laughs> all right. March 14th, 2023. That's what I'm, I'm calling it. I'm, while we're making predictions, if Horizon Forbidden West is able to still come out this year, I'm putting it November 12th. I said that in yeah, my you did. in my uh, Reacts video, and I'm sticking to it now. I, if it's still actually going to come out this year. If it's coming out. Yeah. But I mean, that's just, you know. Delays are normal, yeah. and especially given the fact that all of these teams, the Horizon team, the God of War team, obviously it happened with Cyberpunk 2077, everybody got just a huge wrench thrown in their operations by working remotely oh, by yeah. coronavirus. And that, you know, that didn't go away. A lot of companies are still working fully remote, so it's not like we can assume that they're back at maximum capacity. Right. So this is normal. Yep. Nothing no, to... Nothing. Hashtag not worried about it. Yep. But speaking of... Uh, you know the God. This conversation this just, just rolls in. We did just, this so we, well. We organized. We did this so, so well. <laughs> but uh, for games that did not delay themselves appropriately to allow for proper development, I mean, they time, tried, but not. But enough, not enough. Not Could have used like a good solid, probably six yeah. more months of delays. Just gonna say it. Yeah. But Forbes today came out with an article by Paul Tassi that is Cyberpunk 2077 has a new 21 2021 roadmap. And it is very bad. Dude, I looked at that road. I, I, like I said, This roadmap makes yeah. no sense. I So a couple of things about the roadmap. A, you can look at it online. It's on the article. I'll um, put the, the screenshots yeah, we'll, we'll in the video. Yeah, we'll put screenshots in the video. The immediate thing that annoyed me right off the bat that he does point out in the article is, hey, this roadmap includes things that have already happened, which is just a blatant effort at to make it look it's padding it in yeah. they're intentionally padding in the visuals so that if you're not really looking for it you might not think oh those are things that already happened it's like no those first couple of things on that roadmap are patches you already released and then that big section big in the latter chunk half, of nothing that, that just says multiple patches and updates there's a big chunk for 2021 that just says 
multiple patches and updates going into and 2022 then going into 2022 and cool then, thanks and then like a vague <laughs> reference to dlc free dlc's new gen edition coming in h2 is what it yeah. says yeah so i mean the roadmap really says nothing it says nothing it's it's as it's vague like, as it could possibly it, be but yeah. You just got to trust us. So the context for this, I believe, was that they were discussing this during an earnings call with yes, their an investors. investor call. So yeah. from, from the article, uh, it says, The party is over for CDPR. After boasting about Cyberpunk 2077's wild 13.7 million sales in just a few weeks in December 2020. Which is incredible. Which is That's incredible. an incredible accomplishment. And I think that... Uh, it's CDPR's best-selling game of all time. Makes so sense. it is already, it's definitely a financial success, but, but the more you keep reading... Well, the reality of the launch of that game has caught up with them. In an investor call yesterday, CDPR was forced to divulge that it missed its profit forecast by a wide margin. It was 32.5 million zlotys, which is... Polish money. I'm Poland assuming. dollars. Poland dollars <laughs> compared to the 80 million zlotys expected by analysts. And I think this was specifically related to 2021 earnings. Yes. Not what they made at 2020, at the end of 2020 when the game came out. This is what they were projecting to make in 2021. So that's like, this isn't necessarily taking into account what they've already made from the initial sales. This is accounting for, okay, the game's been out for a while now. How's it doing? Right. And the company. And the, the answer is overall. it's not doing as well as they were hoping. Not doing well. So, you know, you've got that, which is obviously bad because again, this is the thing that what we talked about, like PC, sure. The game was had bugs, but was pretty much ready to go. PS4, Xbox, what it, Xbox one, what it launched on just was not good. So real quick aside, uh, every now and then I will watch YouTube videos by Matt McMuscles. Mm -hmm. He does a series called what, not what, what happened. And it's not what happened. It's what happened. <laughs> and it cracks me up. He did a really good video about Cyberpunk 2077, I think fairly recently, maybe a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. And it's really enlightening as far as shedding more light on why was there such a big discrepancy between the P PC version versus the PS4 and Xbox One base versions? So if you want like someone who's more knowledgeable about it than we are, and someone who I think he like got people to actually comment from official teams or something. Oh, wow. I don't know. Anyways, it's a great video. You should go look it up if you want more info on what happened. Yep. Excuse me, I put a T in there. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Remove my, the T. My natural enunciation kicked in. <laughs> but it's talking about here too that like they're they're planning for the free DLC and PS5, Xbox Series X next-gen releases. Uh, and honestly, at this point, I wouldn't even be talking about DLC. I would You know either. what I mean? Dude, you like got base game, that game. It's still not listed on PlayStation Network right now. Yeah, and so something that the article does delve delve into much in much more detail. God, I don't know why I struggled with that sentence so much. <laughs> the article delves more into the details of how the earnings are specifically being hurt by the fact that Cyberpunk 27... 2077 has still not been reinstated on the PlayStation Store. Yeah. Sony is still not having it. And at this point, it really does bring into question, are they ever going to put it well, back this on the, article, PS, I think, the Sony Store? Says, um, it, it, that he says in here, it might, not never let, it might never let it back on the PS4 and it's just waiting for the PS5 official release. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't, I, I agree that, you know, at this point, because you would hope that you, that version of it yeah, would be would it, be ready in to our take memories, on the, it's like, oh, this just happened. This was yeah. like days ago. But no, it's been half a year. I know. It has been six months since the game came out for PS... It's been over six months since the game came out for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, and it's still not entirely functional. There and are still big problems with it. I know I started the game and then even then was having a, f a few... I, I started on PS4 and I did just have to quit because I was like, there was enough little things driving me nuts that I was just like, I'm going to wait till I get a PS5. Well, coincidentally, I got a PS5 not too much later, but that I tried playing it there and still had random crashes. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to wait. Just and wait. since then, I've honestly kind of forgot about the game. <laughs> so, I, so this is something I that do is, want to go back to it still. This is something that is neither here nor there. Just we were have I was having this conversation the other day, and it reminded me of this. So one of the initial impressions that you mentioned about Cyberpunk 2077 was how immersive the world felt. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Cody, a uh, friend of the show, Snooty Boots, Cody. What's up? He has what's up? He has just started playing the Mass Effect trilogy remastered. Ah, nice. And one of his primary comments was, "It is so 
immersive Ooh. of a sci-fi experience. So I was thinking, man, if Cyberpunk 2077 kind of failed in that regard, maybe, maybe not by not? design, but by functionality, perhaps if you, if you, what I'm saying is if you need something to fill that hole, <laughs> Mass Effect, the trilogy, remastered, it's out there. Give it a shot. Give it a you shot. You can romance aliens. Nice. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Yeah, who wouldn't be, right? Who wouldn't <laughs> want that? I would like some extraterrestrial space ex, uh, exploration. Space I, we're making eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> space exploration, if you, you know what you I mean. You can't tell <laughs> Oh, oh man. So yeah, so that's a little bit of news that's been happening lately that we wanted to share our thoughts on. But for our main topic of the day. Can I make ooh, one yeah. last aside? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, the last time we recorded, this wasn't the case. Speaking of romancing as many aliens as you want. Happy Pride Month. I meant to start it off the show with that. Whoopsie doodles. Whoopsie doodles. We, we put it in the middle. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month. How's it going? How's, it, how, how's being gay? Is yeah. it good? <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's going well. Hope everyone out there has yeah, a wonderful and everybody happy Pride has month. a wonderful Pride. Uh, but so, with that, let us move on to, to our main topic of the day. Topic. Should I introduce it so that I can make you feel like you're the star? Sure. So, Jared. Yes. We're going to pretend like we're on NPR. Oh, okay. Who am I? Um, oh, something, something fresh Ira air. Glass. What is her? Oh. Terry Gross. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, we're not doing that. So, Jarrett, you've been playing Biomute. Yes, at long a last. A game that we have been low-key talking about for years, and it finally came out, and I feel like kind of nobody cared, but you've been playing it. I've been so excited <laughs> you, for Biomutant. We, yes. We have I literally s- think, I meant to go back and look in our episode list, but I want to say that Biomutant was... In fact, while I'm talking, I'm going to try to talk and do this little bit of research at the same time, and I bet I can do it. Because, my God, uh, I'm pretty sure I've been looking forward to Biomutant since it was For first what announced. feels like three years. I think longer. Is it? Has it been longer I want to say that? it might have been 2017, 2018. Oh, my God. Because I know we talked about it. The very first time I talked about it was uh, one of our most anticipated games of X year. Yeah. And I legit want to say that was 2017. Oh, man. Um, Dude. And so I'm going to be, be looking while we're going through this. But Biomutant so far... Uh, so this is going to be a first impressions. I have not completed the game yet. Once I do, I will circle back around and give a final full, you know, complete thoughts and whatnot. But for the, the amount of hours that I've played, I have achieved one of the like main milestones of the game that's early on. And so I'm saying it's, it's kind of dumb because it, it's one it, dumb in like a very little way, little tiny way. I don't know how long I've played it because oh. the very first day I played it, I it does have a, a like game time tracker on it, but the I put my PS5 to sleep, and when I woke up, it still counted that time it was asleep. This oh, time it didn't play. No, that's so, so dumb. I know. I mean, Why maybe does it it's do some, that? It could be something because technically it is yes developed for the PS4, so maybe it's like oh. something not crossing over there exactly. So I don't know. I see. By the timer that I'm on there now, I have like twenty something hours in the game. <laughs> I have not played it twenty something hours. I think though, uh, you know, it wouldn't be safe to. It wouldn't be a far stretch to say ten. Yeah, I I mean, if you removed the amount of hours in like a typical night, that that would probably leave you with anywhere from ten to fifteen. So I definitely, so I definitely have had some serious time in it, and it is. I didn't know necessarily what to expect. Yeah, I feel like nobody knew what to expect. It's one of these things. Okay, shut up, shut up, us. I accidentally oh, is played that, it. Is that us? It, I, it is. I accidentally <laughs> started us on one. Uh, but I didn't really know what to expect. I'd seen gameplay of it. I'd seen like some videos once they started releasing those because there was a while where you didn't hear anything oh, about Oh, yeah. The like it, it, got that, it got the Ragnarok treatment and the Metroid yeah, Prime, the Metroid 4, Prime 4, treatment. 4 treatment. And you they just didn't did hear that anything. brief teaser and then a bunch of years of nothing, which, brief aside, Bad business practice. Game developers stop doing that. Nobody likes it. Anyways, continue. Okay. Uh, I did find one where we talked about it on Gamescom 2018 episode. Oh. So at least since then. But I yeah. know it was one of my most anticipated of an, of an earlier year. I mean, that's still four years. Yeah. So, I mean, I still didn't know really what to expect with this. Other than you're going to be a woodland creature who has suffered through some forms of... Bi- or has experienced... Don't necessarily know if they're suffering... From some biomutations that are taking place in some post-apocalyptic world. I like there to are, kind of imagine it like Splatoon, just not squids. 
Yeah. Because it's kind of like, yeah, stuff mutated, and here we are. And here we are, and we're just all kind of figuring out how to deal with it. So, uh, But it's... Okay, I can't figure out where it is. I'm going to quit looking because it's, it's dragging me down too long. But Biomutant was developed by Experiment 101, a Swedish game development firm, and published by THQ Nordic. Our good fun friends fact. at THQ. That's true. We did do a, a whole episode about sure THQ did. Nordic. Uh, fun fact. As of 2018, I did see that uh, Experiment 101 only had 18 people working on its team. No kidding. So that number may have grown from in between then to now of wow. release, but still, relatively small team working on this game. Damn. Uh, but so the thing is, I just knew you were going to be these creatures, woodland creatures, which I was kind of like that used weapons. You know, I never actually read the books, but it gave me a very strong, no, it gave me a very strong, uh, like feeling to like Redwall. Remember those old games? Oh yeah. I was way into Redwall. It was like if you took Redwall and just put it in post-apocalypse. Oh my God. With mutations. You're like sending me into the past. Uh, (laughs) My face. First of all, Brian Jakes used to narrate his own stories when they would do the animated series in the mornings, like in the nineties. Loved that. And when he died, I was very sad. My favorite book of the Redwall series is Marl Fox. I would like to hear other people's Redwall tales. I had friends who read Redwall. I don't know why I never did. I feel like I I probably would have been right up my alley. I don't think I've read a single Redwall book since maybe middle school. I feel like middle school would have been the last time I read one. I would love to go back and reread them and be like, is it, is it good? I would, I would like to know. <laughs> but anyways, so it's like Redwall, but in the future. I'm assuming, again, not having any knowledge of Redwall other than I know it's like woodland creatures with, using swords and bows and arrows and, yes, and whatnot. Correct. Uh, and they talk and they wear little clothes and it's very cute. Exactly. And also brutal. Oh, really? Yes. Lots of violence? Dude, a, dude, so much violence was in Redwall. Nice. Those foxes be killing people. Oh, no. Marl Fox was about the Marl Foxes who are like, I think, an elite band of assassins. Ooh. I was a weeb even then, so. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't at me. So the synopsis, though, of Biomutant is a plague is ruining the land and the tree of life is bleeding death from its roots. The tribes stand divided in need of someone strong enough to unite them or bring them all down. It's not exactly analogous, but at least the tree of life stuff and like the plague throughout the land, that reminds me of Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's actually kind of interesting because the game is described, which I is something I missed along the way waiting for the game to come out, that it's really, they, are, they describe it as a martial arts tale. You are learning the abilities of Wang Fu. Oh. And as you progress and unlock weapons, you'll learn new Wang Fu abilities. And it actually has a very strong uh, Japanese-Asian feel to the whole game. Very cool. The music feels very Asian in in those respects. Uh, There's one tribe that you encounter that you can either join or fight against, the Jagni tribe, that all wear like samurai armor. Oh, cool. And so, but then, and then there are other, and other tribes all have various uh, outfits and, and looks like that based on them. But I just kind of enjoy that overall feel to it. Because again, not necessarily was expecting that to be. But it is where it's very still like post-apocalyptic. The world's run down. You're running across. They call the old world or the world that was before when they're referring to like what the humans left behind. Oh, so this is canonically post it's our post current Earth. human world. So, okay. So since this is first impressions, I'm not going to go super deep into, into stories or talk about like really in-depth spoilers or anything like that. The one thing that kind of just like sets up overall the lore that I will say, that's not necessarily a spoiler. You, you find this out very quickly, is that there was this corporation, Toxicol, that uh, like oh basically started like dumping shit into the ocean. Oh no. Dumping shit on into like landfills and that is what eventually brought about Ooh. this like massive apocalypse slash mutations of all the yeah, of everything on the earth. A little too a little too, hits too close to home. <laughs> right? A little Ooh, bit. It's a, it's a, it's a tale. You got to take yeah. it's a metaphor. You got to take this in yeah, okay. and look at and you know evaluate your own life and do with that as you will. Yeah. But uh so you basically the the wong fu aspect of it comes together in that you will unlock moves for your various weapon sets. And you can have different kinds of weapons. You can have, like, uh, I've been dual wielding a couple, like, Ooh. it starts off with size, uh, you know, the ones that are, like, little daggers kind of, but have, the, like, ornate hilts that, like, go up. Oh, I, yeah, the little forks. Yeah, they kind of look like, like forks. With, like, <laughs> I call one them big little forks, but I know in. they're not little exactly. forks. Exactly. <laughs> so, you like, my character, because so, you start out the game, you pick your creature's breed. 
which oh. comes with a, a different uh, set of abilities oh, and I perks see. that go with those. And then you also select your class. I selected the saboteur class Ooh. because that has more like you, it focuses on your agility and movement speed. You also are better with like faster dealing weapons, like uh, dual wielding those size and some smaller revolvers and different stuff like that for your guns. Do you happen to remember what some of the other classes were? I can look. Yeah. Well, you don't have uh, to. I'm just curious. There, there were a few, they were like marksmen, oh, okay. uh, so like a long range. Was there a magic user? There is. Oh sci- my god! Really? A I was sci-freak. kidding. A sci freak. And so fascinating. Uh, the breeds are the primal. Primal is a nimble, developed anthropomorphic breed. Stumbled over that word, but you know what I'm saying. A hybrid with a gene mutation making them agile and dexterous at the cost of a lesser developed intellect. Oh, Dum Don so is the least developed anthropological breed. Oh no! <laughs> a hybrid offshoot that compensates the lack of mental prowess with physical strength. Rex. Rex is an extraordinary developed anthropological breed, a hybrid outcast with an even DNA string making it apt for both physical and mental challenges. Hyla is a regenerative developed anthropological breed, a hybrid with a gene mutation making them extremely tough and resilient. FIP is renowned for its highly evolved mind. Its genius is directly interlinked to the power of key, which is what you are like, it ha- is what you are. Key like QI? K-I in this game, but oh. yes, same concept. Okay. Gotcha. Of just like this energy that flows through everything and that's what you harness to like for your Wong Fu gotcha. and just like your oneness with nature and the world and stuff. Uh, and then it's so interlinked to the power of key, which amplifies their psionic output. So obviously like good if you're looking for like a, a mage class. I see. And then there's Mergle. Mergle, Mergle. Is, the, <laughs> is the definition of an idealized breed. Its evolutionary lineage has gone in a direction where form and appearance has dominated over function. And so then you do pick the classes, which are Deadeye. Deadeye is a tricky, skillful rogue who's chosen life outside law and society values. Commando is trained as an operative of an elite special operations force. Commandos are used to work, working in smaller teams. Cyphreak are experimenting with psionic powers and mutations. They usually, they're usually outcasts on the fringe of society. Huh. Saboteur, which is me. Saboteur is a cunning, skilled explorer trained to operate covertly in both suburbs and wilderness. Suburbs. And sentinels dedicate themselves to protecting a house. Their dedication is for the organization as a whole, including supreme belief in their dogma. So you pick those things and then you go through the character creator, which I liked the character creator. And I know that there are probably other games that use a similar uh, style of a character creation, but it's not the typical adjust your eyes, adjust your nose, you know, adjust your face, choose your hairstyle and all this stuff. It's an attributes wheel. Huh? That has like, so, but it's like, it's kind of like a diagram where you move the center point closer to the, to the attributes oh, you want to increase their values. But when you do that, those are tied directly to your physical attributes. So it changes like the size of your body, the, the, huh. you know, the size of your head, the size of your, like if you're skinnier or, or muscular and all that stuff, which, so it's kind of this fun. I enjoy this cause it was this mix of Find the balance of what you want it to look like physically versus what, versus you, want what your stats to be. you want those stats to be. I really like that idea. Yeah, That's it was really fun. fun. I and, But what's cool about this also later in the game, I haven't come across one yet, but this was a thing they showed off in some of their previous showcases. You can come across bio pools in the world. And when you come across those, you can alter your genetic form. So you can oh, totally like in this way, re-roll your yourself in some oh. ways. So that's where the bio comes in the bio mutant. Yes, I because see. you can also collect biopods, which you can use to upgrade your various your your character in various ways through either upgrading their resistances, uh, giving them new skill sets and moves, uh, you know, or a lot or giving more bonuses to their to their class bonus. So there's a lot of customization and upgrading that you can do there. And so, like typical RPG, typical elements RPG, that you're elements. definitely looking yeah, for, in definitely this kind that of game. you're wanting to see. Um, but so like I said, you use the power of key. It's the energy force that flows through everything. And what's good about this game, another fun aspect that I didn't necessarily know was happening, this does have a morality system of a good or bad. Oh, and at the I didn't very know that either. At the very beginning, you were asked to watch, so like what you want to set your like base morality as. Bad. And what's fun is that Jared, it's kind of like an angle. I did actually. Oh my God, I'm a, so proud. Uh, <laughs> an angel and devil kind of thing. Where it's like these two winged creatures come up, one's black and one's white, and they like try to convince you otherwise. And you can even like say, I want to be bad. And then after the bad guy's like, yeah, buddy, come to my side, let's go. You know, we're all about like death and destruction and tearing shit up. You can be like, 
ooh, that seems a little too intense. And so it actually could start, and you can choose that as an option. And that, and then the light's like, cool, so you're not totally giving up on me yet. That's great. And so it starts you in like kind of this middle ground. But what's interesting, but what's funny though, is you make your initial choice by dark red or dark blue, which I appreciated the matrix reference there. Oh, I blue, see. Okay. And so. Which um, one was associated with which? Dark was bad. The red was bad. Okay. And blue was, was good. That makes sense. And so you do that though. And then that instantly sets your aura, which is, that is what the other uh, characters that you interact with in the world. That's how they gauge your intentions just from oh. talking to you Ooh. and stuff like that. Like I met this one character uh, through who I, it does a flashback early in the game where you kind of as a child and you meet this one character and then later in the game, you meet him again and he like has those memories of you, but then he also can be like, you can tell I was at this point, I think I had just like a somewhat dark aura about me and he was kind of like, I don't really know where you're coming from on this. Like, huh. I feel like you're with me, but I also feel like you're going to try to like destroy the world. That is fascinating. I had no idea that Biomutant was ever going to include a morality system. What you've just described vividly makes me think of vampire. Yes. It like it 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 wouldn't have been out of place at all to have a system like that in vampire. Oh yeah for sure. Very interesting. And what's interesting is it does carry on in other ways. Through like talking to characters that will obviously adjust your your uh, morality, either good or bad. Yeah. But you can even sometimes catch other woodland creatures and it'll give you the choice every time you catch one that's just running around and you can be not like other it's like you know there are the oh little scrubby scrubby not not like, not like sentient creatures exactly yes okay and you can Squirrels, catch them if you will exactly okay. they you, they are like very squirrel like creatures <laughs> yes and you can catch one and it'll give you like three options one can be just straight up kill it oh my god one can be pet it oh. or let it go and the other, and the third one's like pet it and set it free oh. And those three choices will like impact your aura. And you can do that every time you catch one. So if you're like trying to like upgrade oh, I'd your. I'd be catching squirrels right left and just, like, snapping necks. <laughs> I could never. I couldn't kill a squirrel in it's a video game. It's hard to game. do. I can kill people in video games, but squirrels, squirrels? that's no, where that's I draw, the, draw line. the line. <laughs> can't, can't cross that line. Uh, and so then, typical as with RPGs, by completing quests, side quests, various activities, you earn XP. And that XP lets you have. Uh, which you every time you level up, you can then choose one of your att- your base attributes to uh, to increase. Then you can also, as you upgrade, you'll get upgrade points, bio points, and psi points, which you can use to further augment your characters and get further abilities. Because yes, you do have some kind of like the psi points. Like I haven't delved too much in like the those abilities in terms of like shooting like you know electrical or bio attacks, anything like that. Like what those the psi freaks would be doing, but uh, just. They unlock various uh, Wong Fu moves for you and different things like that. So kind of the things that I am liking about the game so far. Like I said, the character creation was great. I love that. I love that it was a balance because I really did like try to pick because like the base of what my the species that I picked, which for some reason, I don't know why I didn't write it down. I'm blanking on what breed I picked. Uh, But you uh but i he like their head was weird <laughs> i didn't want like, i didn't like the head oh, it was like too small for the body so i'm like adjusting all these things oh, i really God. enjoyed like getting to like mess with it that way and find that balance that i was talking about that was really great uh the other thing that's really fun about this and again gives me that red wall kind of like fable story story uh like storybook feel to it is there's a narrator I have heard about this. I, I've heard a little bit of the narration. First of all, don't know his name, but the guy they got to do it, what a great voice. Oh, it's great. He's it legit is that voice. like kid's storybook. Oh, yeah. And, and we're coming along the trail through the forest. What wonders will we find? It's that kind it's of a, voice. It's, it's like it's great. like if David Attenborough yeah, was like really going to narrate a video game. <laughs> and so he, the narrator will like obviously uh, voice your thoughts, voice of decisions that you have to make. But the one thing about it that is, it's this is like a pro con, but it's being addressed in the patch that's about to come out soon, is that when you would talk with other sentient creatures in the world, they would talk to you in their language, which doesn't have, which would just be this like series of gibberish is what it's referred to, it, where they just talk to you. Then the narrator translates it being like, he says you would like this kind of like kind of voice, like okay. he's doing the, tra- the translation for you in real time. There's also text. But the thing is, you can't, you can skip through it, but you can't see the narrate, hear the narration or hear or see the text until the gibberish is finished. Oh. So you're kind of like sitting there being like, I don't know what's going on. 
Oh, and it's like it okay. kind of loses that appeal. So they are they did already address this in a patch that's coming out. So that's why it's not a hard con for me or something bad about gotcha. it. Because they are saying they're going to allow some like tweaks to that where you can kind of change how much time the gibberish goes before the narrator takes over and all this kind of stuff to kind of balance it out. I mean, the same kind of, I'm sure it's harder to do with audio. That might not be true. I would think that it's harder to do with audio, but like text speed up is a really common setting in almost every game. So especially JRPGs. So if that's not a feature, that's a problem. Yeah. So they're, so they're implementing some changes there. Uh, the combo based combat is incredible. The combat actually is a ton of fun because like I said, you can have like, I'm starting off and I have the dual, I'm using those dual, dual wielded blades, but you can have like two handed blades. You can like one handed slash two handed slash is what they're calling. You can have, uh, like range guns. Like you can have like pistols, you can have like shotguns or rifles and stuff like that. But the whole thing is you have these abilities and as you use them and unlock and use your upgrade points to unlock further Wong Fu abilities, you earn these more moves. And so you can have, they have very simple combo inputs to be able to do moves uh, that like, say you press square, square triangle, that's going to be, do this one move called unstoppable pig where you do God. this like, huge fast flurry attack. And then it ends with like a big sweeping strike Ooh. slows down time to let the like impact of it really kick in. Very cool. Love and that. What's really fun too about this is this is almost gave me like vibes of borderlands in that it does show you damage counters and like a very bold comic book type font. But when you perform one of the special moves, it like has the text come up with this really like, like, uh, I guess aggressive font. You know, like kind of when you see like finish him in Mortal Kombat oh, pop-up, it's that okay. kind of like torn, r- jagged, uh, but then comic book style gotcha. action text. I, I, I can like, I feel like I can visualize exactly what you're describing, yeah. but yeah, describing that kind of thing is really hard to do. It is. <laughs> and that pops up every time you complete one of those moves. Very cool. Now, when you're able to perform three combo moves that fit the three various forms of Wang Fu, oh. you unlock your special moves. And you can just, you activate it by hitting L1, R1, and you'll have this like new list of, of buttons pops up with moves that you can do. Like one is called like Clonk Stop, where it's just triangle. You hit it and then it activates and your character just jumps on top of the head of, of a bad guy and just jumps on top of him and like nails him into the ground. Oh my God, <laughs> that's amazing. And uh, another one where it's like just a, normal fast kick uh one is just like a huge ground pound kind of move lots of different stuff super fun to mess around with all of those and to try out those different combos and see how you can combine and compare because they even some of the like some will be like you have to do like a dodge attack is one form one's just like a straight attack like that uh, unstoppable pig another one is like using your guns uh, using a, a special move with your guns and all that stuff so i have a quick question yeah these wong fu moves do you just learn these through leveling up or like in game is there someone who teaches these you, to you you learn them by leveling up okay. and spinning your gotcha. points so there's not like a sensei in the background no, that like no. you have to go back to and then they teach you the moves when you reach a certain level nope because that's kind of what i was envisioning in my head just fitting with the theme but apparently that's not the case yeah no not in the, not in this case um and so you you just so you use all those moves it's super fun it's super flashy getting all the like seeing the damage counter seeing the like the move names come out and then just fighting against all the various creatures and it's and there's even like a good parry it's, it's rewarding when you do parry it's not just like you parry and then do like a little extra damage you can parry them which kind of like stuns an enemy then you can hit square it, which does it like an attack to him. Then it gives you the option to hit L1, which launches the enemy up in the air. And if you continue that attack, you'll like jump up in the air and just be in the air, like hitting, slashing, cutting them up and all this stuff. And you can do further combos that are like midair combos. So it really, it kind of sounds like, I guess Street Fighter would be kind of the closest game that I can think of where getting aerial combos is a really big yeah. piece of the puzzle. Does some extra moves there. Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, both of those are very about the aerial combos. Right. So it's a very, very fun, very flashy combat that I'm having a lot of fun getting to learn how to, you know, because it took me a bit to be like, okay, I can't get the like special Wong Fu moves. What am I missing? And then I finally like, took me time like, ah, here's how I get the combos and do these yeah, different things. This actually does, now that you're really talking about this in depth, this totally sounds like it's right up your alley because it's almost like a cuter version of For Honor. It's like yeah. that combo combo based combat yeah. system, but it's saying. in 3D real time. Very cool. It I is like very that. cool. I like it a lot. Uh, it does have a really cool selection wheel for if you do want to like change your weapons or even change your your melee your ranged weapons on the fly. You can just hit the left or right 
uh, directional pad, and that will pull up a, a wheel with your available weapons. And then you just like move your using the right stick, select whichever ones. You can do that in mid combat. You can do it. Nice. You don't have to exit out to an additional menu. Good, good. Makes it super quick and easy to change things up on the fly. Because even though my class is better with dual wielding weapons, I still have like a big like two handed slash sword that I want to use. And it's really quick. Who fun wouldn't to be able want to use that? Exactly. Yeah. Especially because this is one that I handcrafted. I mean, you got to mix it up every now and then, right? Right. <laughs> it's so one of the other things that I love about it is, again, this is a post-apocalypse. These n- newly mutated animals have been living in the world, but they're also with that new level of sentience comes like they're trying to describe and name the things that like we have already named. Oh. So things have very, prim- not primitive, but just simple sounding or like, Base descriptor words is what they're called. Oh, okay. And characters I see what you're saying. like there's an old character that you meet fairly early on. His name is out of date. Oh, oh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite instance of this, gun shops. What do you think gun shop mer- gun merchants are called? Murder man. No, close. Damn it, I thought I, th- I really thought I had it. Uh death merchant. No. What are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling? <laughs> no, no, Damn it, man. I thought I had Think about a now. gun. Think about a gun. Uh, pew pews. Pew pew brokers. Oh my God. That's what gun merchants are called is pew pew brokers. I and I was like, that's the most amazing thing. That's amazing. But I can't believe it wasn't, what are you buying? <laughs> <laughs> what are you selling? <laughs> so I just really love that too. You know, you run across things like pew, there's. Pew pew brokers. It <laughs> just made that's me laugh really so funny. hard. Oh I loved God. it so much. <laughs> Uh, let's see. You get at this one point, this is a little later on, but this has also been shown in their promotional materials for it, that you eventually will get to build a mech that you get to walk around. One that I've I've seen is actually like a big metal finger gun. I haven't got that one yet. And so you get, but what's cool about this and what I liked is that you get the ability to start (coughs) building this, this, uh, this mech unit and you can upgrade it by finding these other boxes around the world, you know, fighting off cinemas, then you open up the crate and get the additional upgrades to it. But what's great is that you need this mech unit to take on one of the bosses of the game. Because so it says in the in the beginning, in the like synopsis of the game that, you know, you're trying to save this tree of life. The tree of life is being eaten at its roots by these five creatures called world eaters, oh God. which actually gave me a whole lot of like similar vibes to the uh, divine <coughs> beasts. <coughs> Excuse me. That's right. <laughs> I got something in my throat. <laughs> the Divine Beasts of Legend of Zelda. Really? That's not what I would have immediately thought of. Just more like, not necessarily that they're the, they're serving the same purpose, but they're these big, gigantic beasts that you have to go fight. Oh, I see. Okay. Now now I'm seeing the That's more what, it, gotcha. more what it was there. And so, on, so one of the very first, you have to take on one of these world eaters, which I'm just going to say, again, talking about the fun names, it's this big, fluffy beast. It's called a Jumbo Puff. Oh. <laughs> That sounds like a really tasty snack. But it's not. It oh, wants no. to make you its tasty snack. <laughs> oh, God. So you need this mech to go fight this Jumbo Puff. But what's cool, and you can find it, like I said, there are these upgrade crates. But it's a, finding those upgrade quests, upgrade crates is a side quest. But here's what's cool. All of the new crates are en route to... Oh, so they like put them in your path. So it's kind of this thing. It's like, it's not like... Hey, you got to go, and I'm sure later in the game, as I get more and whatever, there will be other crates, other places of the world. But I was still just like, that's just nice. Like, it's just easy. You're not having to like go scramble all over the place and like get ahead of yourself and trying to find these things. It's just like, it's going to neatly, I guess, and maybe it's a little simple, maybe, you know, whatever. But still, it's like, I like that they are just like, here. You're making your way here. Here's some small things to do along the way. I mean, they're going to eventually help you out in the long yeah. run. I, I, I also kind of really like that approach because frankly, not every game needs to be Assassin's Creed level of size. Right. Not every game you need to go from hither and yon just to get to the next part of your quest. So I, agree. I think that those types of games absolutely have their place and that there's no shame in thinking that it's fun. And I would even, I would even push back against I, I would even, why am I struggling with this sentence so hard? I would even push back a bit against the term simple. It's minimalist. There we go. Much better descriptor of it for sure. And so while you're doing all this of trying to save the world, the kind of other 
conflict that's happening around you is that there are these six tribes that are taking up the world and they're all at conflict with each other and at war three. And so you have to then decide you meet early on two tribes, the myriad tribe and the Jagni tribe. And you have to decide which one you want to ally to. They give you their spiel and be like, Hey, here's why you should fight with us. Cause you're this cool. Like you're even referred to as a Ronin who's like out in the world. And they're like, Hey, you're powerful. We've heard about you. You want to come fight with us? You want to come fight with us? You do. Come on, come on board. And so that's a whole nother like layer to this as well as you're trying to like save the world, because that's kind of the whole thing you can't. And it goes back to the morality of the game. The morality uh, feature of it is that you can choose to go and save the tree of of life and save the world. You could choose to destroy the tree of life. Like that's kind of like what it's kind of setting it up to be where you can kind of like be like, nah, fuck it. Bring off the the end of the world. Let's go. Wow. I I like that. That's an option. I know. And so through your alliances with these tribes is what kind of like decides which way you're going to go and all that. What's cool though, is you could team up with the good guys, the guys who are wanting to save the tree of life and be like, this is cool. I'm with you. But then you can switch allegiances and go to the bad guys. You're not locked in permanently, which I think is really fun too. But then it also like adds this other layer of non fluff filler to the game while you're going to the big parts, which is going to be fighting the world eaters. Yeah, I gotcha. I also really like that you can switch sides because frankly, you can do that in real life. And I feel right? like not having that in video <laughs> games is weird. I know. You need to be able to make this, those complex yeah, choices like, of, nah, I'm done with you, these fools. You, you can change your mind. Yeah. Like in Skyrim, you can get further into a quest and be like, these people suck. I want to kill my companions. Oh, yeah, I'm going to kill all these bastards. Exactly. Go join those sweet vampires out in the catacombs. Right? That's the right way to go about yeah, it and do I it. I think so too. So, and then other than that, there are plenty of rewards for exploring because you'll find crates that have power-ups and like pieces of, of weapons and everything like that that you can use for crafting. There are puzzles for you to complete throughout the world. Like, uh, like, and there's simple little things like there'll be an electrical box that you have to just align the not the dials in the correct way, but you only have a certain number of moves. And so, you know, doing things like that, those will give you rewards and bonuses. And then there are also just these towers of crafting materials that you can find in destroying the world to start using your crafting. So it's it's like there's a lot of good like story content to keep you going. There's also a lot of just like side exploration stuff that you can do that does feel rewarding and not just empty. Yeah. So all that of the good stuff that I like do have a few cons though. That was a fair amount of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. I'm having a good time yeah, with the game. All right. So one of the cons is while the combat is fun and flashy, the, all the combos, regardless of weapon type, will use the same inputs. Being that if you're using, even if you do like that unstoppable pig, it of square square triangle if you're using a two-handed weapon you still have a combo that's square square triangle it's called something different and might have slightly different timing of its input but it's still the same input okay same with same with like using guns or stuff like that so while it is super fun and flashy and i'm enjoying it i can definitely can tell that since there will be that same base level of sameness to it it will get a little repetitive yeah, it'll and get old. Repetitive. Okay, so I see. you know, but I will say the animations for the combos with different weapons are all different. Oh, so if touch. you're switching it up and keeping, you know, switching your playstyle around, that will help keep it fresh. But at its base level, I'm kind of like, I can see after twenty something hours into twenty thirty hours in this, I might be kind of being like, all right, I got the hang of this. Give me something else in this to kind of keep yeah, the combat I fresh. Uh, this is one that I'm sure will probably be a. a um, taken care of in a patch later on. But if you come into the area where there is a boss or a mini boss and you know, they have those like invisible walls of things where like the, where the enemy detects you and sees you right? and you enter in and it initiates combat with them. If you exit and I just mean even a step outside of that area and then step back in the boss's health is regenerated. That's it's mostly I've come across that with like many b- bosses that you'll run into as you're like free exploring the world, oh, not like man. huge story storyline bosses, but st- and it's usually and it hasn't had it really hung me up that bad yet, but I'm still I still would just sometimes be like. I'd like move and I'd be like, why is this boss back to full health? What's oh, up with this? That's so that's just kind of like one thing I'm like, ugh. That needs to be fixed. Yeah, I, I'm sure that that does absolutely sound like the kind of thing that they've got to fix, yeah. right? There's no way that that can stand. Yeah, because oh, you goodness. get like swarmed and you're by because they'll there will be little enemies around them, so you'll be trying to dodge those and everything, and you just and you naturally just run back a little bit too far, step and then step forward, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> oh no! So yeah, that's you know, that's unfortunate. A little bit of thing there. 
uh, a very big key part of the game is the crafting and that, you know, you will discover components for various pieces of weapons, which I do like and should have added this in the pros that the crafting is so in depth being that you can find blades, handles, add ons, you know, muzzles, magazines, grips for the guns like they're pieces galore that you can use to craft all the weapons and put them all together in various combinations with various rarity types and everything like that. But the menu system combined with that, it's not very clear. So it took me a little bit to get the crafting where I was like, okay, I think I understand now what I'm doing. Gotcha. It also took me a while to figure out it because of this next con that I'll kind of talk about. It took me a while to be even able to start really finding crafting stuff. Cause I was like, I'm far enough along. I'm like level five, six at this point. I'm level 12, 13 now at this point. But I was like, I should be able to start crafting stuff. But why can't I craft guns? Why can't I do any of this stuff? And it's because I just didn't have some of the crafting abilities, which you get by like dismantling your weapons. True. But I was also like, but this is, or dismantling parts, you can get stuff. But then I was like, but I'm not just finding them. And so like, I then eventually started finding those crafting towers okay. and I was like, okay, I know what I, where I'm going now. And now things are clicking and rolling. And I'm being able to upgrade stuff really all over the place, which I did just craft like my first legendary weapon Ooh, and everything. Nice. And, oh, it is sweet. It Very is nice. Sweet. But the one thing then, which kind of leads into this and where I think that kind of started happening where I was getting confused is that when you complete a quest milestone, it'll, and you're moving on to the next part of the main story quest, it'll say, It'll come up with like a big graphic in the middle of the screen that says new quest and then title of that portion. But that almost makes it seem like it's a new quest entirely. And you finished that quest and it's not just like a stepping stone to the main quest. Cause then if you go to like the quest log, it, those names aren't there and it's still like the same four main quests that you're going oh, after. Okay. So I found myself early game finishing one of those parts being like, you know, new quest, go do this, blah, blah, blah. But then I would diverge and go off on another way. I see. So I kind of think like I might have jumped ahead a little bit in some places, maybe not gone far enough in the early stuff that I should have because I thought I was already done with it. So it was a little bit of just like kind of caused that confusion. Instead of just being like quest updated, here are your new, your new milestones. It was like new quest. Boom. And I'm like, okay, but that's a little confusing to me. I I see what you're saying. So it just caused a little bit of confusion trying to follow those quest lines. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm overall having a fantastic time with Biomutant. It was so far to me been very worth the wait. It's a new, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of RPGs and like open world games and stuff like that. And it just feels with the new, with like the woodlands creature vibe and setting tied with like this martial arts, almost Kung Fu Panda S kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, Kung it's, Fu Panda. it really has this cool, unique, cool, unique feel. And I'm having a blast with it. So I think if if any of that, like if you're a fan of RPGs, open world games, I definitely think you should get by and give it a try. And I just think that nowadays, anytime a game comes out that is a, even a little bit different yeah. than all of the other standard video game fare that's out there, I'm like, yeah, I'm c- kudos to you. Good job for coming out with a game that isn't a carbon copy of everything else. Oh yeah. And so it so. does have a lot of, and like I see some, and again too, like I said at the beginning, for a team of 18 Plus people, it's a solid game, I think, overall. Very and I'm nice. having a blast playing it. So awesome. I think go support Experiment 101 games and play Biomutant because it's just been a hell of a good time so far. Excellent. I have learned so much today. Yeah. I feel like I'm re-energized to eventually, after the Mass Effect trilogy, <laughs> play <laughs> I Biomutant. I know. I do. That is the thing. I, I definitely was like, which one do I get? But it's just yeah. like, I know I will be playing uh, the mass effect series this year because like again it was one of our we have to this year and i really i, I want to slash have to because of we did because of how much we earned an extra life so i will be playing it but i was just like i've waited for biomutant for so long you and got, it's, you I, got I gotta it. get it when it yeah, comes out and, and, and try it out and so far that has not been a poor decision yeah so. i am glad that it is at the very least living up to expectations and in some ways it sounds like a really cool game oh yeah and like it's trying some new stuff so good on them Experiment yep. 101. Good job. Good job. Ooh. Oh my God. Puppies. Birdie agreed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you could hear that, but she, she agrees with us. She sure did agree. So before we wrap up and everything, just a little bit of housekeeping that again, probably should have been at the beginning, but we didn't, but we didn't. So whatever. We're changing up the schedule a little bit because Mogan and I, because it is pride month, 
and it was, and also too, because we're cheap and it was made free for us. <laughs> we're going to Shh, play. We don't have to talk about we're that. We're going to play and review, be playing and reviewing. Tell me why from Don't Nod. Uh, obviously, we are big fans of, of yeah, Life is Strange I mean, series. I feel like both of us would have wanted to play the game eventually anyways. Uh, but now but all now the episodes are out. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait. And we can just play it all in one fell swoop. Free, so, so we're going to be trying to play and review the game before the end of the month. So because of that, to give us a little bit more time to do that, we're changing it up and not doing our uh, Team Chat Plays night, or where we stream a game together. We're not doing that at the end of the month. We're instead going to do that this coming Tuesday. So next week will be our stream week. Exactly. Which is, I just want to get the date for everybody real quick. The 8th. That will be June 8th. Yes. So uh, we will be doing a team chat plays. Game still TBD. We'll we pick have some, something we have later because this will be the first team chat plays that we're we're able yeah. to potentially do it in person again. So we're trying to pick which game we want to do. Exactly. Do we want to play an online multiplayer? Do we want to play some couch co-op? Yeah. I don't know. We've so got so many options now. Or whatever. <laughs> no, we'll play them. So that was pretty much it. Just wanted to knock that out before we brought the episode to a close. But yes, if you are looking for a great, unique, fresh bit of air into the RPG worlds, check out Biomutant. But don't breathe in all those Biomutants. The bio. Uh, contaminants that are yeah, in the world. Don't That's pollution. Bad it's bad for you. It's bad. And yeah, it, we've and it all about seen the fall of man and the rise of the of the animals. Oh, that too. I was gonna say we've all seen fairy rainforest pollution movie. Fern Gully. Fern Gully. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll get there eventually if I think oh, man. about her. Another blast from the past. Yeah. Fern Gully. My man, God. is Tim Curry in Biomutant? Oh, he should be. Bummer. I know, right? Well, Tim Curry should be in everything. He should be in everything. He's absolutely. a man. All right. Well, whatever. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. <laughs> but everybody, that wraps up this episode of Team Chat Podcast. If you have any thoughts on Biomutant or playing Biomutant yourself or uh, questions about it, anything like that, let us know. Write us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com. Comment below wherever you're watching or listening. Talk to us on social media. Join our Discord server and talk about it with us there. We would love to hear from you. But until next time, everybody, I am one of your hosts, Jerry Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Moby. Adios. We'll see you all next time.